As if the country's malls and the retailers that do business in those malls didn't have enough challenges. The deal is off between Simon Properties and its plan to buy rival Taubman Centers. It is Monday, June 15th, and this is Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Joe Saul Cihai, uh, host of the Stacky Benjamin Show, coming to you live from my mom's half finished basement, my penultimate week here. I like that word penultimate uh, in mom's basement outside Detroit, Michigan. This is, we'll explain why in a minute. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Acre Trader. It's investing in farmland simplified. Mark Twain said, buy land, they're not making more. You can watch an explainer video and get your feet wet. I should say get your hands dirty because that's what you do with farmland, right? Get your hands dirty at acretrader.com forward forward slash MWF for more. And please use MWF when you go there and that will tell them that we sent you. Bobby, we're back to help people start another week. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. And we're going to talk about what used to be. I mean, this is something that is near and dear to both of us. I mean, I was a teenager in the 80s and I have such fond memories of being at the mall with friends, with my mom. That was really such a social center. It was before we gave, you know, 10 year olds thousand dollar phones <laughs> to hold <laughs> instead. it was the- So we didn't have another place to, you know, hang out with our friends. We, we were I, we were seeing them IRL. Something we also don't have now anyway. Back then we didn't know what IRL meant. All I knew was I was putting on my members only jacket, (laughs) some cool jeans, putting the big, the big comb in my back pocket, headed out to hang out at the record store. Not something, none of those things exist. I had my guest, my guest jeans, my Capizio shoes (laughs) and my Benetton shirt. All right, let's stop dating ourselves, Bobby. (laughs) It's time to get rolling. Let's see which one of our friends can help us kick off uh, today's show. This is Scott from the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. Okay, this story comes to us from Bloomberg, and it is by Natalie Wong. Mall owner Simon Property nixes deal to buy rival Taubman. Uh, Simon said in a statement... On Wednesday, it has exercised its contractual rights to terminate the deal, which was announced in February before the pandemic battered malls. The company said it was asking a court to declare that Taubman had suffered, quote, a material adverse event and, quote, breached the covenants in the merger agreements. Taubman shares plunged more than 40 percent after that statement was released before pairing the losses. Now, Taubman did not immediately respond to it, did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Um, Talman shares had been trading below the proposed deal price of 52.50 for months. That raised speculation that the, that the deal was in trouble um, or that Simon would seek to lower its bid. 
The move by Simon on Wednesday of last week could be a negotiating tactic, according to Lindsay Dutch, an analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Topman could try to force Simon to close the original deal, but it might make more sense to work something out at a lower price, according to James Sullivan, analyst at BTIG. The downside in Topman shares might be as low as in the 20s that the deal didn't close, Sullivan said. They have every incentive to negotiate a price cut, and the question just becomes how much is appropriate. Simon and Tubman are two of the largest U.S. mall owners, and the deal was seen as a way for Simon to bulk up in its battle to retain shoppers increasingly drawn to the convenience of e-commerce. Simon's properties include Roosevelt Field outside New York City, while Tubman owns Beverly Center in Los Angeles and Dolphin Mall in Miami. By the way, here in Detroit, Bobby, two of the biggest malls, uh, 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 Somerset and Great Lakes Crossing. Somerset Mall, probably the nicest mall in town owned by Simon, and the biggest mall in town, uh, Great Lakes Crossing, owned by Tubman. So uh, prospects for brick-and-mortar retail have changed dramatically since the deal was announced. Stay-at-home orders to curb the spread of COVID-19 shuttered stores, pushing more consumers online. Landlords, already pressured by declining foot traffic and retailer bankruptcies, may face a wave of new ba- vacancies as the pandemic forces more tenants out of business. While Americans stuck inside for months have shown a willingness to return to stores, their mer- major challenges ahead for enclosed malls. Simon argued in the statement Taubman had failed to make essential cuts in operating expenses and capital expenditures and that the company's properties have been hit particularly hard by the outbreak. Taubman's significant proportion of enclosed retail properties located in densely populated major metropolitan areas, dependence on both domestic and international tourism at many of its properties and its focus on high-end shopping have combined to impact Taubman's business disproportionately due to the COVID-19 pandemic when compared to the rest of the retail real estate industry, Simon said. You know, it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's, I think this is a great case study for individuals. Um, And I think we can get into that later, but let's just take this more at at face value. Malls hit hard, might be a long time till people come back. We saw at the end of last week, the numbers really starting to heat up again in a lot of states. I know as of uh, Thursday, uh, 11 states really not looking so good as uh, coronavirus rears its ugly head again. Malls might be in trouble for a while, Bobby. And the irony, by the way, I, first of all, I have to apologize to our audience. I accidentally skipped a line. Um, It did talk about Simon stock and it said that the stock had rallied recently on hopes for a faster than expected economic recovery. Yeah. So things can turn very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, who knows what this next week's going to bring. If we have, if we have, if we have a week as bad next week as we had, this last week when it comes to some of the states where coronavirus is getting bad, Arizona looking at you, Arkansas not looking great either, North Carolina looking pretty ugly. We have another bad time in those states. We could see some some more serious fallout where governors are unfortunately uh, going to push for people maybe to go back inside. Gosh, that would be so, so hard for so many people and for so many businesses. The other thing that's also going to be an obstacle is that as I'm here in New York City, so we cannot yet go into stores. But I imagine as people are going into stores, depending on local laws, 
there are new precautions that will also hurt business. So if you can only have a certain number of people in the store, well, you can only have so many transactions per hour. It will also, of course, people might go to want to go to your store and then they walk away because it's too many people are in there. They can't go in and maybe they don't come back. Also, you're going to have to be very careful with your enforcement, with your employees and your patrons with masks and all the, the different cleaning at a certain level that costs money to clean that much more often will cost businesses. So it's just going to be a much higher cost of operating. And at a certain point for business to stay in business, those costs will be passed on. I mean, the restaurant business and there are restaurants and malls could get extremely expensive if they can only seat a much smaller percentage of people per, you know, dinner service, yeah. let's say, or lunch service. They can only, you know, it's very limited how much money they can make and therefore limited how many people they can employ. Well, this is where I want to start transitioning from this deal into really what's the takeaway for us and, and use it as kind of a case study. When I, when I first became a financial planner, I had a franchise. So I was a part of American Express, but I owned my business independently, right? But I had a lot of guidebooks from them. I paid them a franchise fee. There were all the same things that a McDonald's would have, as an example, but for financial planning. Um, and I had a consultant come into my business early on and asked a very simple question, which is how much money do I need to make in a day just to keep the lights on? How much money do I have to make in one day to keep the lights on? And you can actually ask that in any family, right? How much money do we have to bring home in a day to keep the lights on? Which, which means that we know a couple numbers. We know what our burn rate is per day, the amount of money that we spend on an average day, and we know how much money's coming in the front door. And the sad thing was, I answered, Bobby, the same way that most people answer, I have no idea. And what I found was that there are fixed costs associated with living, right? There are, I mean, my mortgage payment's going to be the same whether I'm at home all month or I'm away all month. It's the same thing for these stores in this mall. The store in this mall, to just to turn the lights on on a day, uh, whether they turn the lights on or not, they have a fixed cost. Now, maybe they t could negotiate that down while the mall's closed, but I don't know what the tenant is and how that how that whole thing works. But man, knowing your fixed cost at this time, I think really important for stores because you're right. If you can only have a quarter of the traffic come into the stores that you used to be able to have, your fixed cost still, your overhead in a lot of cases isn't three quarters lower. And your revenue presumably is going to be three quarters lower unless you make an adjustment. And then you get into a vicious situation where are you really going to quadruple your prices? I don't think people right. are going to come and then you're losing customers that way. So I hope we find some kind of a workable equilibrium as we move forward in this country. And really, it's a global pandemic. So everywhere is facing some version of this. I also think that it's important for us personally, you think you bring up a very good point that we've all come to terms with as we've been home. I think what's been interesting is you talk about what is the cost for a family to turn their lights on being home, we've all seen real changes in that and a new understanding of what really is necessity and which what is not. Yeah. Because a lot of things that we thought were necessities, just we just forgot to do. <laughs> we just be. stopped doing, you know, a lot of things that I thought I could not, you know, that were just part of our lives just stopped being, stopped mattering. And the we learned a lot. We, oh, I think we learned, I think we learned, learned a ton and going to the mall might not be as important today as even was last week, which isn't yeah. as important as it was in the eighties for you and I, uh, there's another thing here, which is whenever I would find clients have 
issues with um, with a big transaction. A big problem usually happened, Bobby, which was that they didn't read the contract that they were in. And this is Simon. Now, maybe according to the article, it kind of feels like, and this could be the journalist, I don't know, but it kind of feels like Simon's trying to wiggle out of this contract because of the fact that the pandemic stuff hit and they don't want to pay the $50 a share. They want to pay closer to $20 a share. I mean, think of 40 something percent off, well, 60% off uh, deal if they, if they get that. But understanding the contract that you're in, I know people when it comes to cell phone contracts, as an example, um, uh, uh, internet contracts, cable TV contracts, like these contracts, every day people are trying to get out of these things and they, timeshare contracts, time right? Timeshares. I was waiting for you to get to timeshares, Joe, because I know you love to talk about timeshares. I, uh, I don't mind. I, I, I don't mind timeshares, but I do know that people don't understand these contracts. And this yeah. is a clear case where Simon understanding the contract that they're in might have room to wiggle out. Sounds like, according to this, that they probably will be able to wiggle out. I think, yeah, but sometimes it costs you money. We'll see how it works out. We we are not seeing the actual contract. And also we're not aware of what the legal cost would be. As we know, with any contract dispute, there's what the contract says and there's what it's going to cost to discuss what the contract says. <laughs> and somewhere in the middle is a deal. Yeah, no, agreed. There's going to be more to come here. But man, reading the contract is, a, I, I think, a, a big, big, big piece of yes. uh, a big place of frustration for a lot of families. Hey, in just yeah. a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways. But before we get to that, got to say a big thanks to Acre Trader for supporting Money with Friends. You know, I grew up in West Michigan, which is farm country, worked in cornfields, just like Bobby Rebel worked in... Uh, <laughs> Is that a lie? No, I, I was busy working at the mall. <laughs> yes. Bobby's at the mall. I was in the cornfield. Uh, and I understand that being a farmer is hard, but I also understand uh, farmland, more and more of it always going away, which means that what's left as the population continues to go up, we find that we need ways to feed people, which means owning farmland always, always has been valuable. Now, that doesn't mean it goes up all the time, but there's a great case to be made when you look at the returns over time of farmland versus not just the S&P, but also versus safe havens like gold or like uh, uh, treasury bills and bonds. So to check it out, head to acretrader.com forward slash MWF. It's not for everybody. You have to be, number one, an accredited investor. You want to look up what that is, but you have to be an accredited investor. And number two, you got to be okay with your money being locked up. You're actually going to buy a piece of a field and every year you'll get a dividend check, which is part of the farmer paying you rent for using that land. AcreTrader takes care of all the rest for you. AcreTrader.com forward slash MWF for more. All right, Bobby, what's our takeaway here? Sadly, Joe, this is part of a trend that we are seeing um, in this pandemic. Another recent example was the collapse deal for a private uh, for a private equity firm to take over Victoria's Secret from the parent company L Brands. Things change, like with any transaction. People need to know it is not complete until the deal is done, and this applies to many things. And as you mentioned so well during the show, it was not planned, but because we don't always discuss this, we actually never discuss in in what we're each going to say, but you know, look, this is a harsh lesson that 
you need to read the contract and know where you're in for it and know what's going to stick and what's not. It also applies to a lot of other things that could be happening now. We might start to see job offers. It makes me so sad, but job offers could go away if companies continue to have economic troubles. Um, the truth is, if there's a change in circumstances, those kinds of things happens. Real estate deals can collapse when a buyer either, you know, just says it's not worth it. I'll forfeit my deposit if I have to, but I'm not going to go forward. That's what deposits are for. There's a reason for contracts. There's a reason we have lawyers, even though I know people like to complain about them, but there is a good place for lawyers. We need them. If you make a deal, make sure you fully understand what will stick, read all the paperwork and know what could happen if the outlook changes. Well, and that's, that's my takeaway, Bobby, is that the outlook does change. And the one thing I know, I mean, I'll, I'll look, I'll look always changes the, but we get more information every day. Things, things always change. And I know, I don't know, cause I wasn't in the room, but I'm fairly certain that when things changed, Simon property group didn't throw up their hands and go, Oh, we're on the hook for $50 a share, man. We got screwed. Now the company is in big trouble. And then they just wrung their hands, cried about it, complained on Facebook to their friends and then continued to do nothing. No, what they did was they got the smart people who were in their corner at a table and they said, we have new information. We have something new going on. What is our strategy now? How is our strategy going to change? I, I think this is a fantastic case study just for people in their family. As we get new information, who's on your team that's smart that can help you make great decisions? I do agree that we have to pay attention to the fees that we pay, but I love having people smarter than me help me make decisions. It's so important when things don't go the way I want them to go. And then I really think that coming up with a strategy, it makes me sleep better at night, right? Instead of just, oh no, things change and I don't know what to do. I get smart people around me. I ask them exactly uh, uh, what I should do. Take all that under advisement, come up with a plan, sl hopefully sleep like a baby. I think that's our, probably my takeaway. I think that's an excellent takeaway. Very well said, Joe. Well, thanks. And likewise, Bobby Rebell, uh, Speaking of great stuff, how do people find out more about the great stuff you and I have coming up this week? Well, you can go to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. That has a full schedule of upcoming recordings. And it also is where you can find the links to all of the articles that we speak about on the show and bios and links to all of our thought leaders, not only for our current season, but for past seasons of Money with Friends. As you know, we have a wonderful, diverse group of thought leaders that also share the spotlight with us four out of six days a week. And uh, the other two days, Bobby and I here on YouTube, and uh, big thanks to my two deities and uh, Ilki uh, for hanging out with us today, among others. If you want to hang out with us while we make the show on YouTube, we're usually here Thursday or Friday. Uh, head to- Mornings. Uh, in the morning, generally, generally in the morning, head to uh, youtube.com, put in money with friends podcast and you will find us. So uh, that's going to do it for today, Bobby. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. Uh, Bobby will be back here tomorrow. I'll be back on Thursday with more money with friends. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebell, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.